You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. To the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. Yeah. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me is Jim Rosati. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Jim. How are you doing? Hey, good morning. Uh, happy Tuesday, day after an off day. Pirates didn't lose yesterday, so that was good. It's all good uh, things. Yeah. Happy Contreras Day again. Uh, I guess it's good. Is that going to just be a Tuesday thing? I guess. I mean, uh, the way minor league baseball is working right now, it's just it's a it's yeah. a Tuesday event. Tuesday Contreras. Well, I think I think minor leagues are going with six man rotations all year, so. I guess since they have six games a week, yeah, they basically everybody pitches one one day a week. There it is. I mean, I'll take that. That's you know something to look forward to on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's kind of going back to like uh, it's kind of going back to like college pitcher usage. Everybody's got like their assigned day. All right. Nice. Yeah. Um. Like you said, there was uh. After this Braves series, I think we all could afford a day off of watching those Pirates, right? That was that was quite the blessing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could have gone another day in a row. Those those uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday games were they were not great. <laughs> right, <laughs> it wasn't uh, it wasn't competitive baseball. It was honestly very nice, very refreshing to be at home last night and just do whatever I wanted to do which is actually preparing for the show and doing some other things. But, like, I didn't have to worry about the Pirates being on and losing, you know, 30-3. to (laughs) Thinking, why am I actually doing this? Yeah, that Friday game, I'm trying to think. I I may have watched that entire 20-to-1 loss. I mean, there were, like, bits and pieces where I maybe tuned out a bit. But, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I watched the entire game. Right. I don't know why. I don't know why I did that to myself. Uh, to cheer on Acuna. <laughs> to, right. cheer, to cheer on him. Uh, honestly, let's talk about that Brave series a little bit here. Now, like you told me this morning before we came on to brighten up my spirits. I mean, they, they did win Thursday. So there's that. But uh, let's start well, with what, Thursday's game maybe. I don't know. Or what are you going to say? Yeah. Well, I mean, we came on Thursday after the game and we were talking about how good of a game it was. Like that Thursday's game was fun. It was it was a good game. It was back and forth. You know, there was a decent amount of offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that was that was a good game. And then the rest of the series was just yikes. It was bad. Right. Um, that wasn't a preview of what's to come by no, any means. No, not at all. Um yeah, so uh, yeah, twenty to one on Friday, six to one on Saturday, seven to one on Sunday. It was just the the offense was doing nothing outside of 
you know, Adam Fraser and Brian Reynolds for the most part. And um, the pitching was not good. I didn't say, honestly, Jim, like even if the offense was doing something, say the offense was very potent all series. I don't think that it would have made any difference. I, I mean, obviously, obviously the Friday game was I mean, an anomaly, 20 to 1. I mean, let's let's put it out there too. Wilmer Defoe was pitching, right? He gave up eight runs. It wasn't like as bad as advertised, truly. Yeah. You know, it was just the mishandling of that. Um, <clears throat> but like, okay, so the Pirates gave up what fifteen home runs a series, which was tied for like the second most ever. It was insane. Was I mean, even tied for the most ever, second even most before ever. Wilmer Defoe came in, like. Regular normal Pirates pitchers gave up one, two, three, four, five, six home runs. Right. Yeah. Like Defoe yeah. only added one home run to that total. It wasn't as if Defoe came in. I mean, he gave eight runs, granted. Yeah. But it wasn't like yeah. Defoe came in and then they just started having like batting practice and, you know, he gave up five home runs. And it's like, well, that's why they had so many home runs. Like, no, every home run they had was a competitive home run, ex- except for the one Defoe had. Technically. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the one. Right. Yeah, and Defoe was out there, was walking people, and and yeah, it was he was not an ideal position player pitching, you know. Right, right. He wasn't just up there lobbing the ball over the plate, seeing if they'll swing. I mean, the, he the Braves walked what three times, mm-hmm. six hits. He was up there throwing gas at first. He was throwing like eighty nine miles an hour. Well, that's what I was going to say how, too. It was I say like it was not a competitive home run but yeah kind of was it was more competitive i would say than like a typical it wasn't like when uh when what's his face german yeah 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 when, when yeah. he hit that home run it was like what a 49 mile an hour you know yeah, pitch or whatever right. i mean defa was throwing gas in comparison to a position player but i think what yeah, was he was at the beginning of the outing i don't know where that was at towards the end he threw 40 pitches <laughs> yeah that arm wasn't feeling too good well that's what i was going to no. say which is kind of funny is i mean they had a like the a, a mound visit shelton was out there and shelton's uh, post game uh, comments about it was he had to go out there and tell defo to slow down and it wasn't just it wasn't like just so much this is what i thought was funny it wasn't so much just because man you're going to kill your arm like just slow down it was, you're throwing 89 miles an hour. These guys are going to tee off you. You have to slow down so it's a little bit different, you know? And that kind of made sense. I mean, he was throwing gas for, like I said, for a position player for him. But 89, I mean, that's a sweet spot for any major league pitcher. They're just going to eat that that up, which they were. So I guess it kind of made sense. Like, no, man, you got to slow down. <laughs> that's going to yeah. throw them off. Yeah. Yeah, I know he was not the ideal candidate. We need to get uh we need to get Philip Evans back stat for these blowouts. Yes. Whatever happened, um Oh my god, how am I gonna lose his name? Last year. Who the the oh, they were, last year in the two they, years JB Shuck? Yes, JB Shuck. Yeah, where's JB Shuck at? Where is he at? Anyways, that was like two these days. That was all written all over it. Philip Evans of JB Shuck right there. Um, but yeah, so I guess it's again that the Friday night game, Thursday night was competitive. We talked about it. Friday night, the complete opposite, you know. And the thing that sucked 
was it was Tyler Anderson that started. We've given Tyler Anderson some praise. You know, he's come in. He's looked like a very confident pitcher, much more than advertised, not just a fine addition. But his last two starts really haven't all been there. And, of course, the Friday night game was, was way worse. Five innings pitch, which I'll put it this way. He lasted five innings. So he did everyone a favor by eating them. Um, but, yeah, five innings pitch, nine earned runs, three homers, seven, seven strikeouts. Mm-hmm. K per nine's going up, Jim. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so not, not the best start from Tyler Anderson, clearly. No, that was, that was the worst start of his, uh, of his season, and it's kind of made his stat line, which, you know, had been looking really good. Like, now it's very, uh, very mediocre. Uh, so he needs to hopefully bounce back from that, put that in the rearview mirror. I mean, towards the end of that outing, it was like, let's just see if we can get, you know, another inning or two out of this right. guy. Yeah. I mean, at, at one point, I mean, the game was over in like the fourth inning. They pulled one. They pulled Adam Frazier from the game early. Um, I think I think it was Frazier they pulled early. It was. Yeah. And uh, and and so like once they did that, they pulled Frazier. They pulled they pulled someone else too. I thought, but once they did that, they pulled by. Uh, no, they didn't pull Reynolds. Oh, they did. Um, so once they started pulling these guys, it was like, all right, this thing's over. They're giving up, and uh, they, they just trying. They were just trying to get some innings out of Anderson. Yep, that's that's basically it. And I mean, I don't totally blame them. Uh, and Frazier got his hit. If you want to put like personal issues there, like Frazier got his hit, so they took him out. You know, I guess yeah. maybe if he if he didn't get a hit yet, they might have kept him in just because. But. Uh, yeah, it was over. The Pirates put up the white flag, which is something to say, again, for this team. That's something they don't do quite often. You know, we joke about at least they, they try to be competitive. You know, they they battle, right? We'll do the air quotes. They battle. Uh, they might not be good, but they've always – they never give up. Well, that game they gave up. And, I mean, I don't blame them either. It's, it was 20 to 1. It was it was insane watching the Braves hit this whole series. I um, They – went off on on pirates pitching i mean just home run after home run ozzy albies had himself a hell of a series yes like did. every time i looked up on the screen it, ozzy albies was up and he was hitting a home run um acuna just i mean he he's he's one of those players that you know regardless whether you're facing him you know you try to try to try to watch as many acuna at bats as you can but it it's it's incredible just how talented that guy was. And uh, you even saw it during the broadcast, you know, I think, uh, you know, John Wayner was just like, I mean, he was gushing over just like, like this guy is insanely good. Um, yes. Like that, that grand slam he hit in, in the game on Friday. I mean, I don't know how you hit that ball out of the ballpark. Like it was, <laughs> I, I mean, it was it was a three two I think it was a three two change up yeah. low and away off the plate and somehow he just he stayed back on it didn't even get all of it I think he only hit like his exit velocity was like ninety six um, and it's he took it the other way Oppo Taco like the guy's special he's uh, he's certainly at this point I think the front runner for National League MVP. Um, Whatever, Jim. He's, Give Soto he's a insane. chance. He's insane. 
And so has been out a little bit. So well, he'll, actually, he'll, he'll to be honest, some. give Tatis a chance. The way that kid's tearing it up right now. It's yeah. going to be fun, though. But regardless, to go back to Acuna. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, he's special. And the thing is, too, like we saw offense. Everyone knows offense. But you saw some really nice defensive plays by him as well. Like, that was defense. also the frustrating thing. He looked – he made some incredible stuff out there. I mean, at least, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the Pirates offense was terrible enough. You know, at least yeah. let something fall. Come on, Acuna. Like, give us something yeah. here. But, uh, yeah, he is. He's a very special talent. It was nice to actually watch him. Yeah. You know, if you don't get to watch him often, yeah, base running too. I mean, he's he's he is the total package. He he is your true five tool player. Does everything really well. Yep. So enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I want to ask you too about Tyler Anderson. Going back to him, obviously this is a terrible, terrible start, but it does come after his now second worst start of the season, right? When he faced the Giants, he pitched five innings again, gave up four, um, also two home runs, then seven strikeouts. So again, that was the worst start of his season. And then he faced the Braves. Now clearly his worst start. Is this more of a blip on the map? Do you, excuse me, do you think, or are we entering the welcome to the Tyler Anderson show? Um, I think it's hard to tell, you know, it's, it's two games he had before this seven pretty good ones. Yeah. I don't know. I think the last start against the giants actually wasn't that bad of a start. Um, you know, he, he, he gave it, up it some hits and, and, and I mean, it was, he was okay. Um, this start was just, I mean, it was bad. Like it, it was, the, the game was over by the time he was done. Um, but he even still got through five innings, which was kind of impressive. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I think going into the season, we all knew Tyler Anderson wasn't like this amazing pitcher. Right. So I think now, I think you are kind of seeing, yeah, this is who Tyler Anderson is. Like, is he going to be a sub four ERA guy? Probably not. You know, he's, He's he is your below average major league starting pitcher, um, and he has been for one, two, three, four years now, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I think you're just you're just gonna see inconsistency out of a pitcher like that. Like, yeah, you're gonna have some games that are good. You're gonna have some games that are completely awful. You're gonna have some games that aren't great. He he's he's a below average major league pitcher. So those first seven starts of this season, probably not a huge indicator of really who he is. He's, he's somebody who's capable of doing that and putting a stretch of games together like that. But over the course of a, you know, a 32 start season or what, or whatnot, um, that's, that's not who he is. Right. I, I want to go out there too. Like on a limb, I'm still like, I'm not taking away from this and saying it's over. It's done. Tyler Anderson sucks. You know, like welcome back to earth. I still like what I have seen from him as far as pitching goes. Now, what I'll say when you look over, now we have this, you know, large, larger sample size, right? It wasn't just three games, four games, five games that, as it tallies on. We're seeing a little bit more here. Let's look at it. You know, like he, he had a very, very, very good start to the season. 
um, which was leading some people to talk about possible extensions, which I still think that's dumb. But regardless, uh, you know, here we are. Let's look at the games that he that he did pitch, okay? Because now we got sample size from these other teams. He faced the Cubs one, two, three times. The Cubs' offense is pretty, pretty weak. You know, it's maybe coming alive a little bit lately, um, but it's been pretty weak. He's faced the Padres. That was without Tatis at the time, I do believe. Yeah. He's faced Detroit and Kansas City. So now the Giants, which, you know, as a miracle, as you mentioned, Jim, I don't know how they're the best team, but they are. You know, they face the Giants in that offense. Now he's facing Atlanta. And we know that offense is very capable. And boy, do they show they're capable this weekend. Uh, I mean, I think what's funny, too, is I feel like the Pirates, like, rejuvenate that offense. Like, I feel like the Braves are ready to just, like, carry on and just take off for the NL East champion right now. You know, like, they've been a little bit inconsistent this year. I think they found yeah. the groove. <laughs> so, no, so, when they I win mean, that, that championship series, you know, they can thank the Pirates for, for starting that. Yeah, no one's kind of taking the reins in that NL East. And, I mean, the, the, Bra- the Braves definitely have the talent to be able to do that, to just run away with it if they want to. Right. But yeah, I guess that's kind of where I'm at. Like, so what Tyler is saying is he had some really, really good starts. But when you look at the teams that he faced, they weren't really all that competitive. So maybe there's a little bit to that. I'm not saying he's not a good pitcher. I mean, you still have to you still have to pitch against those teams, right? But now he faced two solid teams in a row. He's given that up. You look at the exit velocities, and he was just hammered. I mean, that's one thing that you could say about him was he was not giving up hard hit contact all year. The guy was striking out some people, you know, like. Guys were swinging and missing in his stuff. It wasn't just purely contact either. And that's why I still say that there's still more. Like I'm okay with Tyler Anderson, but I do think it's normalizing now. right? You're going to see, like you said, probably more just inconsistencies. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's a good point, the exit velocity. Um, you know, his average exit velocity before these last two games was – 88.5 mm-hmm. right and then these last two games 93.9 so um he was hit harder these two games than in any other game throughout the course of the season i don't know what's caused that you know his, his k per nines were the best they've been he's been he was striking out more people than than you know any other game but um yeah they they were hitting the ball hard off of him this past week that uh, they were. Um, oh, no, well, actually, yeah. you're right. Um, not to doubt you. I just the, the K per nine could also be, you know, if you face like 38 guys in one inning <laughs> and you strike out That's two of them, true. you know what I mean? But we look at the K yeah. percentage, you know, 25, 9, 30.4 these past two games, where before that he was in like the lower to mid 20s for the most part. So actually, they were yeah. up. He was actually striking out more people. Um, it's just when he wasn't, they were going over the fence. Yeah, yeah. But lots of lots of. And again, runs. to speak to it, you know, like you mentioned, like obviously that Acuna, it's just one, but like that Acuna grand slam he gave up, like that was a really good pitch, Ashley. You know, like that's that's one of those yeah. almost like the Javi Baez home run earlier this season off, I think Brubaker. You know, like that mm. was just more like credit to this amazing talent. Less of Tyler Anderson being terrible. That was a really good pitch. How did he get that and get over the fence? I don't know. And I mean, he still put four. I mean, he still put three runs on before him. But that's four earned runs that may not have happened. But was yeah. just you know this easy 
ground ball out. But um, yeah, I mean that's yeah he uh, he made the pitch. Just the, the hitter beat him. So <laughs> I, yeah, it's hard to hard necessarily get on him about that. Um, right. It's more of a hey, the other guy's just better than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, again with with Anderson, kind of see him come back down to earth a little bit here. Um, but that's fine. I still think he's a fine pitcher. Let's move on to Brubaker because that's one maybe a little more worrying in the sense because Brubaker, the same. He's coming off of two lesser starts. Uh, now his ERA is at a 420. He got hit pretty hard as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Brubaker? Um. You know, probably about the same. Um, I, I do think that, you know, if you look at Brubaker's underlying statistics, you know, from, from the whole season, he there, I think there's more to like about JT Brubaker than there is to like about Tyler Anderson, right? Um, the, the stuff's better. The command seems to be better. Um, I, he just he just looks better overall um and even after all this right his his numbers are still they're better um so i i I think uh i I mean obviously you don't want to see these rough games but um i'm not as concerned about brubaker as as i am anderson really um you know with with brubaker again it was the home runs against atlanta Yep. So that was just I, I think it was more just Atlanta was just crushing the ball. They they, they were doing their thing. I, I was Brubaker, that was the was that Austin Riley's like two homer game oh, where he had like two yes. homers in the first two innings or something. Yes, um, it was. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I think um you know that has something to do with it. I mean it was a seventy five percent home run to fly ball ratio on that in that game. So Three out of every four ball that was hit in the air was a home run. That's that's not really a sustainable thing. Uh, so I, I'm not I'm not as concerned about Brubaker as I am anybody else. Um, right. Really. Yeah, I, I'm with you. The home runs has seemed to be a bit of an issue. It's like it's starting to creep up on him. He's actually mm-hmm. given up a home run in every game but two so far. Uh, yeah. Not the greatest. <laughs> it's not the greatest thing. Now, with that being right. said, he's never given up more than one except for, you know, one game against the Twins and then now three against the Braves. Um, you know, Brubaker, that was the other thing too. Like watching him pitch, it really wasn't that bad. Like I, I look at it more as this game was a lot of kudos to the Braves. I mean, he still gave up seven runs. I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, he still pitched good. You know, it's yeah. just like if this was at his worst, he didn't just – like he didn't look – Mitch Keller bad, if that makes sense. You know, like when Mitch Keller has a bad game, he just looks awful. To yeah. me, Brew Baker just didn't look awful in that sense. Uh, the Braves were just like, especially Austin Riley, as you mentioned. But like, even on top of that, too, I felt like there were some pretty bad defensive plays behind him, also. Like the Will Craig, that should have been out, right? The inning over. And that's, then that's true. Yeah. I mean, it, you look into that. I mean, prolongs. those are things that doesn't. Yeah, those are things that doesn't show up on the line score, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean that. I think it was a three-run homer by Riley. Yeah, and Riley shouldn't have even been batting. You know, right. 
Now what happened? I mean, we can play the blame game and excuses mm-hmm. and such, but you know that that was, I think, part of it. I mean, he pitched well enough that that should have been out, you know, and maybe it was just four on runs on the day or something. Um, it, again, it wasn't great, but I wasn't taken back and saying, "Well, Brubaker's broke." I'll, I'll, I'll quote some. I'm not saying Brubaker's yeah. broke. You know, yeah, I'm still comfortable with what Brubaker is doing. Uh, with that being said, let's also remember like the expectations of Brubaker. No one expected, mm-hmm. no one, it's not like with Mitch Keller, you expected him to be a frontline starter. You know, most of us were saying Brubaker is going to be a fine addition to this, you know, bullpen. He's just forced to be in the rotation right now because of the you know, lack of actual pitching depth. But as he's shown, he's the, so mm-hmm. far the ace of the staff. You know, like to his credit, he's outperformed way, way many expectations to pitch so good that now when he has a bad game, you're like, oh my God, Brubaker, Brubaker's, you know, we got to worry. And it's like, well, he's all along pretty much expected, like at best, be a back end rotation guy. So I'm, um, mm-hmm. again, like, I'm okay with this also because he still looked fairly okay. And he's had a good solid season so far. And also, just to put out there with him, it's been the opposite of Anderson. Look at the, the teams he has faced. And Tatis was in a lineup when they faced the Padres. The Padres, the Reds, of course, the Cubs, the Brewers, the Twins, the Cardinals, the Reds again, the Cardinals again in Atlanta. Like, this is all pretty good offenses. So, you know, unlike Anderson where he's faced more weaker lineups, you know, Brubaker has been doing it against some pretty good solid lineups. Yeah, and, and I think to, you know, like no walks, I still kind of like that's a big thing because mm-hmm. you're going to, especially this day and age, you're going to give up home runs. So <clears throat> making sure that when you do give up a home run, hopefully there's not people on base. So, I mean, yeah, he gave up three home runs, but no walks. So hopefully, you know, over the course of a year, that means more solo home runs, which, you know, can live with that. Right. Yep, and also like I joke too, like you know, I, I mentioned how when you looked at the matchup, Brubaker was pitching way, way better than um, oh god, who was it? Um, Reed. Max Freed, yeah, he looked mm-hmm. way better than Max Freed. You know, less contact, less hits, more whiffs, and talk. Like, even though he gave this, like yeah. you mentioned about Anderson, even though he gave the seven her, uh, earned runs, he had almost a thirty percent K K rate <laughs> that came. Struck out 29.2, yeah. you know? So it was just like the, almost the same thing, you know? Uh, he, he actually looked not terrible, but the end results were definitely terrible. Yeah, it was really just Austin Riley. I mean, Austin Riley alone, you know, in the first three innings, two home runs and drove in five. So, like, if, uh, if, I mean, if, if, if First off, if he doesn't hit the first time, you know, I mean, Austin Riley, two, two hits and five, five runs. I mean, that was, that was basically what caused the bad day. I mean, obviously you can't take that away. It happened. Right. Sure, but right. Yeah. It was, it was basically Austin, Austin Riley messed up for Baker's day. Yep. What was yeah. cool about that game is uh, we got to see Edgar Santana come in and pitch. Yeah. Edgar Santana, our old, our old buddy. Still a little confused on that. He hasn't looked terrible with the Braves. No. So. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure what happened there. Because I think he even had. 
mean, he had options, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. All right. Not not quite sure what that was. Um, what else do you really <laughs> want to mention and bring up about the Brave series? Um, I mean the same thing that we always talk about. Frazier just keeps to. hitting. Reynolds Reynolds also looks good. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think I think it's safe to say now that like Brian Reynolds is more like his 2019 self than his 2020 self. So that's clearly good to see. Um, how about Cole Tucker getting called up and like not playing at all? I don't know. I, I don't know. To me, this just feels like if you wanted to call up someone for depth, just call up someone who is depth, mm. you know, that you don't really – because again, this this isn't like this isn't the team that's competing. And say like when they call call up Josh Bell years ago, that first time of that Cubs series, right? And he played like one game. Uh, it's not as if like you're you're competing and you want someone good for depth. You're really not competing at all. So like, why take Cole Tucker out of AAA? Why take him out of hitting? Right, seeing live pitching, put him up here to do nothing. I don't really quite understand that. Yeah, I mean he he was put into that twenty to one blowout game towards the end of the of the game, and that was that was the only action that he got. Right, and that's the only reason why he was even in it. Like almost obviously, if the mm-hmm. game was somewhat competitive, we wouldn't have seen Cole Tucker this entire series. Yeah. So why? So what's <laughs> he here for? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it was also our first look at um, Ildemaro Vargas. Maybe quick, quick thoughts on Ildemaro Vargas. I mean, it's just, it's just a guy. I, I don't care. That's the thing. I don't <laughs> care. I've gone past. There was a little bit of intrigue on Anthony Alford, right? There was a little bit that didn't last long. Uh, foul to extent. I just. Any any guy there, as I've joked before, it's how the Steelers talk about the the nameless gray faces. Like that's who yeah. this whole carousel to me is, and wherever they go, I don't understand still why that was made. T- to me, I would still rather yeah. have Stokes Jr. But it's not as if you know, like the the team's so yeah. bad, and this carousel carousel of players is so terrible. That you're hanging on to people like Stokes Jr. and it makes it makes you feel as if when we say this, that it's like, well, there's something to Stokes Jr. Like, no, he's actually also very bad, but <laughs> at least he's younger. You know, like Vargas has been in the league; he's been terrible for how long? I'm, I don't need him on this team. I, we know what he is. Stokes probably is very <laughs> bad, but at least let me let me see that he's very bad. You know. And from an entertainment value, which isn't why you you know pick up guys or not, from an entertainment value, Stokes to me seems more entertaining <laughs> than Vargas. But uh, I, I don't care yeah. at this point. Whoever whoever's in this next in this carousel, it's going to be terrible anyways. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the uh, whoever's the twenty fourth and twenty fifth. 20, I guess there's 26 people now. So like the 25th and 26th people on this roster are 
are bad. Like they're so bad. Um, and this guy is bad. He actually got quite a bit of playing time last week. He played in five games, got 11 plate appearances, did nothing with them. Um, <laughs> right. Um, he was one, he was one for 11 with a single. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to echo your sentiment there. I'm not in the least bit interested in anything that Il Demaro Vargas does. And I don't foresee him being on this team very long. Um, he was the waiver claim of the week and I can't anticipate him being on this team probably for more than maybe another week. <laughs> uh, so who's next? I mean, it's not swaggery, obviously. <laughs> Is it Cole Tucker? Someone else will get. Somebody else will get. Maybe Dustin Fowler again. Oh no! Could be Anthony Alford again too. Could be him. Too. <laughs> Could be. But anyways, uh, uh, that's how I am. Like who? Who cares? Who cares? I don't understand why they picked him up. All right, let's move on. Um, I'm not going to talk. Let's not talk much about this because we don't have to. We've hammered it. But Mitch Keller looked bad again. But it was the. The off start, it was expected, right? Now we know his next start's going to be good, but Mitch Keller was bad. Again, let's not go too deep into this. We don't have to talk about Mitch Keller, but you're going to just you keep him out there, right? We're not giving up on Mitch Keller yet, right? Could we just say that? Could we just put our words on it? Yeah, no, not, we're not giving up on Mitch Keller. This whole season is meant to just evaluate and develop. He's he's fine being thrown out there every, you know, five or six days. Um, it's just, at some point you do want to, you, you, you've got to see consistency at some point. Like the fact that the fact that he hasn't been able to string together two starts is. It's, Very worrisome. It's, it's, no, it sucks. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, he, he really needs to find some consistency. Just not, not good. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. But again, what do you have to lose? Like, this isn't where, well, we got to give up a Mitch Keller now. Like, he still hasn't even reached the spot where he's pitched a full MLB season yet. No. You're in, you're in a situation where this, this year's like, (laughs) this is for Jim's analysis. This year sucks. Uh, It's not going to be any good. There's no like giving up a Mitch Keller. There's no, okay, Mitch Keller next. No, no. You keep him in there. You let him pitch. Like, what do you have to lose? So it just is what it is. This is the perfect. This is the perfect situation for Mitch Keller. He gets to go through this w- without being in a competitive season, right? Without like having that Tyler Glassell situation where you're bounced back and forth, the bounce and forth, the bullpen rotation, whatever. Because we gotta, we gotta develop you plus stay competitive. So you're just keeping him in this rotation. The only reason you would put him down to AAA, I feel, is just as a confidence thing. Like just go down there, work on something. Maybe it's like a phantom injury. You're like, just get out of your head, go there, you know, mm-hmm. free your mind, start pitching well again to lesser competition, bring you back up here. That's the only thing. It's not as if we're giving off Mitch Keller. He's done. Move on. He might not be a good pitcher, and that just is what it is. But you're not making that decision right now, and you're not getting him out of this rotation and whatnot. So just keep pitching him. That's yeah. all he has to do is learn how to pitch here in the majors. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if there's anything else for him to learn in the minors. He's just, yeah, he needs to be able to consistently get hitters out in the major leagues. And he's shown that he can do it every now and then, but he's, he's, he needs to do it more consistently. That's what it comes down to. 
Yes. All right. So I'm done with Mitch Keller. Anything else in the Brave series that you wanted to bring up? I don't <laughs> think so. Past that. Yeah. Let's let's put the Brave series, series never happened. Put that in the past. There it is. All right. Let's move on to our new old segment. Um, how many bucks you give? We're going to bring that back. I'm going to ask you five questions where you tell us how many bucks you give. So. All right, Jim. So let's see how many bucks you give. Actually, it would have been nice if this updated my notes on my actual Mac, but let me go to my phone. Okay. So, Jim, the first question. On a scale of one to five, right? Total of five bucks. How many bucks do you give that Brian Snicker stopped Ronald Acuna Jr. from batting left-handed versus the Pirates this weekend? Ooh, that's a good question. I would have loved to have seen Acuna bat left-handed against Fulmer Defoe. Um, I felt like that was actually one of the more interesting that things that happened in the game is just the whole sequence. So I'm going to, I'm going to give that three bucks, three bucks that he stopped him. I would have, I would have liked to have seen it happen again. I, I, it's one of those things where you typically wouldn't do that in a blowout because, you know, you do have to re- like, and this is actually one of my things. I probably wouldn't appreciate a hitter doing that <laughs> against a pitcher, right? Like, have a little bit of respect, but all those rules go out the window when you put a position player on the mound, right? There's no more rules when a position player is on the mound. So, if Acuna wants to bat left-handed against Boomer Defoe, Acuna should be able to bat left-handed against Boomer Defoe. I wanted to see it, and just to go off your uh, segment here. I think Defoe would have actually appreciated it. the way he was. He looked like he yeah. was just trying to have fun out there. I don't think it, he would. I think have cared. it would have been fun. Yeah, it, it would know have been what? fun. Exactly. I would have done. It. I would have wanted to see it. Um, it didn't happen. Such a shame. But you know what, though, Defoe did strike him out. So right-handed, he did. He so did. how was he going to face him left-handed if he couldn't even make contact right-handed? Defoe is just overpowering. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, how many bucks did you give? I forget. I gave three bucks. Three, three bucks. bucks. Yeah, three bucks. All right. Mid-level, next one. Level. Next one here. How many bucks do you give that umpire Joe West has tied Hall of Fame umpire Bill Allen's record for most um, most games umpired at five thousand three hundred seventy five? Joe West should have retired probably eight years ago. Um, the fact that he's still doing it is not good. He's not a good umpire anymore. I think this is still somewhat of an accomplishment, though. Like, it's a career accomplishment. Hey, you've been doing this more than any other person in the history of this sport who's, that's happened for, you know, this sport's been around for 150 years. So I'll give him two bucks I'll give him one extra buck on the scale um, that, you know, it, it, it is a pretty good accomplishment. I just don't like the guy. I think he should have been gone a while ago, man. All right. Next question. So how many bucks do you give that Adam Frazier claims to be extremely superstitious from what appears his bat cubby to his batting gloves to which shower he uses after the game? 
Um, I thought this was a, a, you know, a fun little segment that he, that they did last week. Um, you know, it's nice to kind of get into the, the minds and, and routines of players. Um, I don't really care though. <laughs> it was just, it was just more of just like a, like a fun little tidbit. Um, I'm going to give, I'm going to give one buck on the Adam Fraser superstitions. I, I don't care. Baseball players are superstitious in general. I did a lot of superstitious things when I was playing baseball and I was doing just, it was just high school baseball. Right. So, I mean, obviously people are going to have superstitions playing a sport like this. It's fun. I really don't care much. All right. Next to the last question. How many bucks do you give that former pirate star, Eric Kratz states at the Rockies and assumably the Dodgers had a very similar sign stealing system as the Astros in 2018. So this is a lot more interesting than anything else you brought up. Um, because these are, I mean, these are allegations that these teams are basically doing the same thing that we've just been hammering the Astros about, especially if the Dodgers are one of these teams, right? If the Dodgers are a team that are doing it, the Dodgers have just been absolutely destroying the Astros for this kind of stuff. So Eric Kratz coming out and saying all this, um, I, I am, uh, yeah, that, I, I, I'm, I am intrigued. Five bucks. I am interested. This is something I'm interested in. I'm right with you there, man. And the last one, how many bucks do you give that Cody Ponce is getting this start today over Chase DeYoung and Miguel Yajure? Um, two bucks. <laughs> but yeah, Cody Ponce will make the start today. Um, I don't think that's been announced yet anywhere, right? So I, I don't know if we're breaking news here mm. or is uh, no, it has been announced. So Mackie did state, looks like not, yeah, not clearly definitively. Yeah, Mackie did state yeah. it also that rumor, okay, too. yeah. Looks like he, yeah, I'm seeing it. He is expected to be called up and start. So, um, Ponce um, starting today, two bucks. Just his age doesn't really keep me too interested in him as an overall player. I think he's more of a reliever, but yeah, two bucks. I don't care too much. Yeah. Well, that is the this the guy that's getting to start today, and I, I'm I would rather see Yuri, obviously, right. He's more intriguing to me. Yeah. That that would be my five bucks. Uh, De Young, I really don't care about. So it's like if it is Ponce, at least it's Ponce. So yeah, two bucks is fitting to me. What do you think? What do you make of him? I guess that you just mentioned he's going to be a reliever. Yeah, I think in the long run, he's a, he's a relief pitcher. Um, I mean, I want to say he was even a reliever when the Pirates traded for him, and then they converted. They, they were like, eh, we're going to try this guy out as a starter. So. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I think he he's more of a bullpen arm. I actually wouldn't mind seeing him in this bullpen for like a, an extended period of time because we really haven't seen that yet, right? Um, you know, he he was a reliever when he was traded over. You know, right. in, in, yep. in twenty nineteen, he had twenty seven nice appearances number. in Double A. Yeah, and he looked good. His, his K's per nine were good. His control was good. So, like, I actually would like to see him in a bullpen role. I'm not quite sure what we're doing here um i i i think if, we're, if we see him it should be out of the bullpen 
Well, I think that's I'm actually be the case. Yeah, I'm actually yeah, I'm actually a little interested on what he could do after the bullpen because we haven't seen it yet. That's more fair. We look at his numbers in in AAA in 19. Um, even last year, right in the majors, like he had three starts for the Pirates. Three, yeah, three starts, two appearances out of the bullpen. It looks uh, like the ERA was good. You know, like it was fine. It was a three eighteen, but you know, overall just seventeen innings. Like the numbers really bad. He's not striking a ton. He's walking some more. You know, it, it's not great stuff. I'm not expecting too much. I, I, they're facing the Cubs today. I mean, maybe the Cubs are going to wake up now. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah, they're going to. They, they kind of have. They kind of have. Um, but but yeah, I mean, the Cubs are. They're at least over 500 now. Yeah. Like, I don't look at him, you know, in the sense of, like, you hurry. I'm like, all right, this guy's intriguing. He might be competitive. I really don't know if he's going to be. But like you said, like, out of the bullpen, very much potentially. He doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit worrisome here. Um, You know, even the minors right now, I mean, he's striking out a little bit more. Just a little bit of innings, though. But, yeah, I just – I don't know what to expect from Cody Pons. I'd rather see him, though. Like, let's give him a shot, though. You know, in this type of year, it's at the same sense, Mm -hmm. like, who really cares? Uh, but I'm not expecting any anything much from Cody Ponce today. Yep. Same. Cool. All right. We want to get to uh, the really exciting stuff? The farm system? Yeah, let's talk about the stuff that, that uh, actually – well, it, 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 the injuries have made it kind of worrisome the last week or so. But it's, it's definitely – Welcome it's definitely to the Pirates, kids. <laughs> definitely more interesting than the Major League squad. There it is. Let's get to our download of farm. Jim, 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 the future of the pirates. This is what it's about. This is why the down the farm segment is, is completely back on MS9. We've had some really exciting stuff. We talked to today's Contreras day. He was the player of the week last week. As he should have been. As he should be. He should be every week and, and not for double. He's definitely, definitely going to be a player of the month, I would imagine. So let's talk about the updated prospects here. You just mentioned about injuries. Let's let's maybe talk about them a little bit. We did bring up Swaggerty. He had an unfortunate injury, which sounds like a shoulder. Diving back. I guess he was in a rundown and diving back to first base. He injured his shoulder. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Um, if, if we're to do a how many bucks on him, how many bucks are you worried about for Travis Swaggerty right now? I mean, from what I, from what people are saying, like it's not it's not a minor injury. Like he's he's hurt, um, right? So it's it's going to be a while. Yeah, I, I definitely am concerned. So, you know, I'll, I'll give this one <clears throat> five bucks. You don't want to see your – I mean, he's he's basically the top prospect in Indianapolis right now, right? So you don't want to see your top – you don't want to see your top AAA player um, go down with a major shoulder injury. Um, and shoulder injuries can sometimes just be a pain, kind of just depending on on what they are and, and things like that. So I was gonna say, let's let's bring up the obvious. There's a player, yeah. person playing the outfield right now for the Pirates who's coming off of a major shoulder issue due to base path runnings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you look at Polanco and just kind of what he's done. So it, it's. Uh... 
Yeah, you do not want to see this at all. <laughs> Things um, you don't want to see. Travis yeah. Slager to go down with a shoulder injury. Travis Slager going down with a shoulder injury, not something you want to see. It was a fracture. Oh, that's the Gonzalez. Where's, where's the Swaggerty news? I'm trying to find what – did they announce exactly what it was? It was just a – I haven't, yeah, like, haven't heard shoulder. anything more specific. He'll be exam- Yeah, it's going to be longer than seven days. So, I mean, hopefully he's not out too, too long. Um, you know, two other top – prospects in baseball just lost their season to shoulder injuries in the last week um, you know, with Corbin Carroll and Pete Crow Armstrong. So shoulder injuries are attacking outfield prospects right now and uh, not fun. Not fun. No, no. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm a bit worried just because, I mean, the development is, is huge, I feel like, for Swagger this year. You know, with mm-hmm. all the, like I've always felt probably Cruz number one on the list most affected by that last season, and then like Swaggerty next because, yeah, you know, like he should be old enough in Triple A, but he's never seen above you know Double A baseball. You know, he's been like in the low minors, so and of course the Triple A jump this year is pretty aggressive. Um, but yeah, like he needs those plate appearances because if he's going to be a prospect, like we said, like this is a make the break year for him as a prospect title. You know, if he's going to be good, yeah, we're going to see it this year. So to lose time would be very very unfortunate for him. Uh, and also for the Pirates, because we were kind of hoping that come June, maybe into July, he's up at PNC getting those starts. So we don't have to see guys like Vargas and Tom and Stokes and Fowler. Yeah, the season Alfred, could be a lot more interesting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. should I stop? <laughs> season would be a lot more interesting if you have if you have players like Swaggerty out there, not whoever the flavor of the week is. You know? Right. Yeah, so that's why I'm um, again um, I'm a bit concerned as well. Type of injury, there's a lot of like unknown to it, which to me makes it even more worrisome. But that's mm-hmm. just maybe the the Pirates pessimism, you know, kicking because again, it's Pittsburgh, it's the Pirates, so bad things happen. <laughs> Speaking of bad things, do we move on to Nick Gonzalez as well? He's the one with a fractured Gosh. finger. Yeah, and I mean, I guess at least it's it's a fractured pinky finger. So, like, if you were going to fracture anything in your hand, you know, pinky finger, probably, I mean, the the quote-unquote best thing to fracture, right? It's not that useful in really any part of the sport. Um, It's a very, you you don't need it, right? (laughs) Um, It's not like a thumb. Yeah, not a thumb, not, yeah, exactly. So it's a pinky finger. It sounds like four to six weeks. Hopefully it's more towards the four weeks because, you know, he was having a great start to the mm-hmm. year. Um, so it, it kind of, it just sucks to see him like get off to this great start and then he has to kind of stop, right? Um, so so now, you know, four to six weeks out for Nick Gonzalez, that, that puts his time frame back to, you know, maybe like mid to late June coming back. So we'll still get, you know, July, August, September, and they'll still get a solid three months of the season. And after that, hopefully, if everything progresses as, as it should. Um, but yeah, it just sucks to see. I mean, he's, number, he's your number one hitting prospect. He's, you know, the first time you're seeing him and, you know, he hits the ground running and then this happens. I'm with you. That's exactly how I felt too. You know, it's just unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, whether he was doing good or bad, he was 
the number, the first round draft pick for the Pirates this you know this past year. I haven't seen anything from him. This is the first taste, and of course the taste was good. You know, Nick Gonzalez goes in here and it's like, oh wow, like Nick Gonzalez was highly touted in the draft. You know, this is why the Pirates drafted him, and you're seeing it. And now because of injury, you don't get to see it anymore. And it's not just like the week or two; it's four to six, which means that's still a good chunk of the season. Uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate. That's all. Um, another thing about injuries. So, uh, Lyover Piguero is back. I think he should be back today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, he was out a little bit of an injury there. It, that was like one that lingered too. Like he never went to the IL. I don't believe, right? I don't think he ever did. He did. So oh, he, did he? he went on the seven day IL. Yeah. Um, but yeah, update on him. Apparently he is, he is pretty much ready to return. I, th- I, I, he, I haven't seen definitively that he'll be back today. Um, but I know as of yesterday, he was like basically ready to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, essentially he bruised his knee. So like with that, it wasn't anything crazy bad. Um, it's just he bruised his knee. He was limping a little bit, and um, they didn't want him to overcompensate the limping and pull something else. So they um, figured, hey, let's just shut you down for a week. So I, right, yeah. Like a week ago, they're like, oh, he's in the lineup again, and they're like, ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> Yeah. So like as of as of yesterday, the word was he's close to being back. Cool, cool. I think that's pretty much it for the major injury issues. If not all of them. So Yeah, I think so. So yeah, let's talk. When Priester had a nice yeah. start. That was encouraging after his not so nice starts. He did because he was like the one guy really out of everybody who didn't uh, didn't start the season the way you would have wanted to. He got all this offseason hype and, you know, everybody's kind of gushing over him. And he, again, didn't start the season the way you want to see it. Um, but yeah, last time out, five scoreless innings, um, one walk, four strikeouts, three hits. So good to see him get back on track. Uh, hopefully he's kind of starts getting on a roll here for sure. Who else do you want to talk about? Uh, we mentioned Ronsi a little bit, but I think we, we do need to kind of mention like he, the guy is just, he keeps outdoing himself. <laughs> like, like the first game out, he went five scoreless second game out, went six scoreless next time out, went six and two thirds scoreless. Um, the guy's a monster. Like he's just completely dominant. Again, I, I am now starting to lean towards, I think you see him at PNC park at some point this year. So you're thinking PNC this year, even. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think, I think so at some point. Like, and this is, so I gotta say, cause we talked about this. So I want to make sure you're not like for a spot, spot start even. Uh, I'm, no, I'm or, thinking. I'm thinking like he he comes up and you know you give him like a taste. Yeah. So like I'm thinking spot start. Okay. Spot, spot starter two for Ronzi Contreras I this could, year. I could like, see that. Yeah. That's there's definitely potential there. You know, a spot start. Yeah. Okay. But you, I mean, yeah. when is he going to AAA? Do you think we're at the point now <laughs> where it's like today is 
potentially like the last time you see him in double A. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if he goes out here again today and throws seven scoreless and you're looking at the guys thrown 24 innings this year and he's just not being challenged, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, at some point you got to challenge the guy. You can't just let him go out there and, and just keep throwing the ball against people that he's dominating. I, I think I think you do have to move him to the next level at some point. And maybe that's after today. We'll see. I, I don't think he'll be in double A too much longer, just based off of what, what has happened here. Mm-hmm. There's doesn't like I know it's only three, it's only three games, but like what else can he accomplish? Right. Like it'll be it'll be four games. Like you said, if he does the same thing, it's gonna be four games and he has just looked head over heels. It's it's not like everything you say, you know, and I can't speak as definitively. You watch the games more. I really don't. Um but just from watching the highlights, from hearing other people speak, everything you're seeing, like it just he he doesn't belong there, and that's a good thing, you know? Uh no, exactly. Like it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair to the hitters of double A that right. he's throwing to that. And that's the thing. It's kind of like, like it's like it's like last week when Degrom was facing Port St. Lucie, and oh, Port St. Lucie's Twitter right. was like, "Send help." <laughs> <laughs> double A teams when Contreras pitches, it's like Degrom facing single A players. But <laughs> I just want to like emphasize again. I know it's not like it's not Triple A. It's not the majors. But it's double A. Double A is a good league. Like this isn't where, in a sense, yeah, it's the kids. I mean, he is a kid. You know, these are kids too. But like double A is a very quality league. And for what he's doing there, like you said, like we're talking about how he just he looks like he doesn't belong because he's just way too good. That's so impressive to me. Because again, like double A is nothing to sneeze at. This is a very very good league. It's not like you're going to triple A. There's going to be like this huge difference now. Major League, there probably will be. But I'm just, uh, I can't say dumbfounded. I, I don't know. I'm speechless this kid. Like, what, what he's doing right now, I just can't wait. Now, the thing is, too, like, it's not as if he's super, super young. He's 21 in six months. You know, like, he is in that, like, he could definitely be in tri- AAA right now and such. Um, you know, like, the last time he played, though, was 2019. Uh, it wasn't in, it was in high A for the Yankees. 132, you know, innings pitched. 7.69k per nine, 3.33 ERA. Like he was, he was good. He was fine, but yeah, man. Like he's taking it to this whole nother level. Everyone, all the scouts. You know, this isn't just us. This isn't just pirate fans. Like everyone has eyes on him right now. Where's he come from? This stuff plays. Like he's just become this whole nother pitcher. And as we talk about this, like this lost season last year, we didn't get to see these guys. Like something happened to him. <laughs> you know, the yeah. we didn't really get to see what it was. The Pirates, you know, the Yankees, maybe they somewhat did to a degree, but like, wow. Yeah, I mean, wow is the only way to put it at this point. He's he's been completely just an utterly dominant. Um, I mean, he's the he's if Baseball America, I think they do their minor league players of the month. Like at this point. He is your probably he's probably your your minor league player of the month, you know, pitcher of the month for May, just league wide. Yeah, there's how couldn't he be? Right. Yeah. I mean, the guys game started two and zero, no runs, no runs, three hits in seventeen point two innings. Right, three yeah. was well, seven hits, three walks, 
28 strikeouts. 28 strikeouts. Yeah. Is it a reliever? Is it a starter? (laughs) Stupid. Stupid numbers. (laughs) Stupid numbers. (laughs) And, you know, again, so far, like, he's, he's, like, doubling his his strikeout rate, like, from 2019. Mm. So, anyways, all right. Yeah, Contreras, great, great stuff. Can't wait today. Probably the better game. Maybe tune in for Ponce. Definitely tune in for Contreras. Yes, for sure. And then <laughs> let's stick with Altoona, too. Um, I mean, going – let's talk a little bit about maybe Mason Martin. Um, first base prospect, one of the one of the couple people in the, in the league, in, in our organization who can hit for power. Um, definitely seeing it. He's got a hundred, you know, 147 weighted runs created plus in double A right now. He's getting on base. He's drawing walks about 12% walk rate. The strikeout rate is consistent with where it's been kind of throughout his whole time in the minors, 35%. Right. But, uh, he's mashing the ball. I mean, he's got a 400 Woba. He is hitting the ball really well. And, you know, just based off of this team and the lack of power, it, it would be really nice to have some power hitting prospects um, pan out. So Martin's kind of one of those guys on the radar. He's not a he's not like a top ten prospect or anything because he's a first baseman, right? So mm-hmm. they kind of get they get dinged a little bit on the prospect lists, but the guy can hit and he's showing it. Um, it, it and he's he's continuing to kind of be consistent there in Double A. Yeah, man. Like the thing is, the strikeouts just just worry me so much. The, the power is so legit, and that just mm-hmm. that's also why you're not seeing him on the top list either. Because yes, he is a first baseman. He's got very very legit power, but that the strikeout rate is so worrisome, especially down there in the minors. Because you know when he goes to the majors, mm-hmm. then what's it going to be? You know, if that doesn't improve, yeah. I don't think it really matters how much power you have. You just you're not going to be able to hit, you know. I mean, he he could, I guess, to the degree of guys like that. Like, I guess he could become the Adam Dunnish type of first baseman, right? Which would probably be very right, good. Right. Um, but then, like, he could be the uh, oh god, why is my mind going blank? The Jeff Clement <laughs> coming up as well. Which is right, or like Chris, Chris Davis. Oh, you know. well, Chris Davis. That's oh man, that's an anomaly. But <laughs> but yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> He'll never make the majors if he's a Chris Davis type, though. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to kind of make the comparison here because I mean, they're not def- they're definitely not in the same league as far as like pure hitters, right? They don't have the same pedigree. But but like going through the minor leagues, right? One thing that you know you when we were looking at Pedro Alvarez, like back mm-hmm. in the day. And and so let's, let's go back like a decade here, right? Pedro Alvarez was putting up these monster power numbers in the minor leagues. But then like you would look at the strikeout rate, which hovered around 25%. And you were like, eh, that, that that's not, that's not great underlying statistic. 25% in the minors probably means 30% in the majors. Right. right. Um, and that's what it turned into. And so, you know, you you have somebody like Pedro Alvarez, and and honest, I mean, if Mason Martin turned into Pedro Alvarez hitting wise, we'd probably consider that a success. I mean, Pedro Alvarez led the majors in home runs one year, um, so led the National League in home runs one year. So I, I think 
you know, if we're like doing like a comp here, you know, maybe someone who strikes out a lot like Pedro Alvarez, but strikes out even more than Pedro Alvarez. Right. Yeah. It's just crazy to see. It's crazy to see how the game has changed in that, in a decade. Like you look at someone like Pedro Alvarez and it was like, why does he strike out so much? And now like, that's just what happens. Like 25% and you're just like, well, that's about right. You know, like like 25% strike out right doesn't worry you anymore. No, it doesn't. It's it's just kind of like, well, okay. It, 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 it makes sense. I guess based mm-hmm. on the type of player you are. I mean, if you're like Adam Frazier, that's probably not good. But <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but if, if you're Adam for Frazier's a lot of power and such, out, then <laughs> if Adam Frazier struck out 25% of the time, he would not be in the majors. <laughs> right. So, you know, like a guy like that, like, you know, for like a, a Mason Martin, like 25% would be okay with it. The thing is, like, he's at the 30, 35. That, that, I guess that's the new 25. Like in the minors, like you're at 30, 35%. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if this is for you. Uh, mm. We'll find out. And, yeah, Pedro Alvarez is right there. And I didn't even use that as the comp. What's wrong with me? That's a very good one. So, <laughs> yeah. so yes, like like Pedro Alvarez, I would take that if that's what Mason Martin became. That's probably oh, defeating all sure. expectations, you know? Yeah. And, like, Pedro Alvarez, unfortunately, was, like, a five-war player for his career. <laughs> that was more to defense. And then just, like, yeah. at the end, it just became, like, he fell off a cliff. But yeah, like if you got this low 200 batting average, you know, with 30 home runs, which probably is, I mean, you could put up 30 home runs, I think, today in the majors. Mm-hmm. He might be batting 150, but he could do it. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll take that from a, from a Mason Martin, right? Not a top prospect. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, if you're, if you're hitting 30 bombs, you, you can afford to bat in the low 200s this day, you know, in this day of baseball. Yeah, so as long as you're driving the ball. Mm-hmm. And, and so especially again, this, for a guy who's, yeah, yeah. again, like he's he's not a, he's number 15 prospect. Like you don't have big yeah. expectations for him. So if that's what he became, that's a win because you're hoping the other guys are going to become those better players. Yeah. All right. Sticking to Altoona, did you want to talk about Cruz? We talk about Cruz. Um, <clears throat> the one thing I do like to see with Cruz is the strikeout rate isn't as high as like Mason Martin, right? Right. So, you know, the strikeout rate, it's still high. It's 28%, but not out of this world high. Um, but he's he's been okay hitting. He hasn't been amazing. He's above average in double A. So I, I think just kind of staying healthy, continuing to get some at bats. Um, you know, he, he needs to show that he can really hit double A pitching because I think I think Cruz is a guy that we all want to see move to that next level as soon as possible. Um, we probably don't want to see him in double A all year long. So you know, demonstrate that you can hit double A pitching, move to triple A, take that next step is what we want to see Cruz do this year. Yes. Yes. That's good. And like you said, the 28% isn't good, but it's not terrible. You know, like that's something I can work with, especially knowing him. That's to me, that's going to be his MO. You know, I mean, he, he's got a lot of power, but he's not going to be a guy who strikeouts just 20% of the time. Like he will, when he gets to the majors, probably going to have a higher strikeout rate per se. It's just, it's good to see that it's not like 30 plus right now. Like to me with Cruz, Mm -hmm. Again, he was like I think the number one prospect who hurt the most losing that season. So I almost kind of feel like I'll give him this 
a little bit of a growing pain, like returning back to baseball this year. With that being said, it's still productive enough for me. You know, I would have been worried some if it was like, okay, he's coming back and he's just, he's not a productive hitter right now. But he's at least about average. He's 5% above average against the league, like 105 and weighted runs created plus. Um, the strikeout rate isn't totally egregious. He's holding his own there. I'm okay with that. Now, you do want to start seeing progression, right? I do hope to see that he starts to catch on, like you said, go to the next step to AAA this year. Um, but I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay with Cruz. The other thing, too, is, I mean, at some point, they are going to have to, like, I know Tyler made a good point about like, Hey, focus on hitting, focus on hitting. Don't worry about, you know, learning a new position or anything, but the guy has six errors in 14 games at shortstop. <laughs> um, he had nine errors in 2019 and 35 games. So it's like, yeah. he's not a shortstop. Like, I think we, we kind of need to come to that conclusion. So the other thing that we need to do at some point here soon is figure out, okay, where, does Cruz fit on the baseball field? Because it's not shortstop. <laughs> That's fair. I'm I'm totally with you. Like I don't yeah. feel it's shortstop either. Um, I was all about moving him to begin with. Tyler's the one that really changed my yeah. mind on that, and I can mm-hmm. I can fully get on board with it. Uh, but like I'm with you in the sense it's not going to be shortstop. I don't know where it's going to be yeah. though. I mean, outfield makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. The guy's like an 80, 80 tool arm. I mean, right yeah, field he's got just a cannon. makes sense. You know? He does have a cannon. So yes, yeah, he's super athletic. I mean, he is fast. Third, third base could make sense too, you know. But then you, you clearly you've got you've got Hayes there. So, <laughs> but third base would I make mean, sense. Theoretically, you know? it makes sense. Yes. Yeah. But Hayes just looked at you. Charlie Hayes looked down and said, "No, no, young buck, that ain't happening." Young Hayes got third base. Oh, this move Hayes to short, Cruz moves to third. Just switch them. That actually would be a really good. I, that would probably be really good. Honestly, but, but then what? Another them. another shortstop, Jim? I I honestly like. I know he does. Like, I mean, I don't know if you can necessarily. It's probably stupid to take like a Gold Glove caliber third baseman and be like, "Hey, try something new." But it would be nice to just see what he could do with short. Like I think it would just I'm just curious to see what he could do. But that's probably about, never like, gonna happen. Nolan Arenado. We're gonna wait too deep. We gotta end this show here soon. But yeah, I was like, let me put like Nolan Arenado at shortstop, you know, like mm-hmm. he's already a really, really good third baseman. Like, think about that production at short and probably being a good shortstop. Like, I'm with you. If you're that superior third, you're probably gonna be an adequate shortstop. I could only imagine. So if you're an ad, even an adequate defensive shortstop and you're putting up those monster numbers, jeez. Yeah. No. And we'll, right. we'll never see it, but yeah. yeah. All right. Who's next? Uh Andy Rodriguez. He's another home run. Another home run on Sunday. He also pitched two thirds of an inning and in mop up relief. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at the Pirates developing all these two-way guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, he is off to a great start in Bradenton. Um, sitting 295, he has three home runs, uh, 143 weighted runs created plus right now. So well above average hitter in the uh, 
single A Southeast League, whatever it's called now. <laughs> whatever that is. Um, yeah, but uh, three doubles, no, two so, triples as well. Yeah, hitting the ball with authority, gap to gap power, hitting the ball over the fence, looking good. It's good to see a catching prospect finally in the system. Yes, and and doing well, you know, and he's yeah. just the twenty seventh rated prospect here. Like that's the thing. There's a lot of these prospects. I mean, he's twenty seven. You can only imagine. Keep this up. He's only going to climb as well. I mean, there's a lot of players that just that's is what it is. You know, with this last season, we haven't we haven't really known how to identify them, where to put them. This this farm just looks better and better every day. Like if he's your twenty seven right now, this is what he's doing. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. That's good stuff. And the fact that he's a catcher is good for the Pirates. Um, yeah. Soriano, if we want to just bring him up real quick, he pitched three scoreless. I don't think we talked about it last time, did we? We did not. Uh, okay. I, we, I, I think we touched on it. But, yeah, uh, hitting 98. Um, looks like the Pirates are going to stretch him out. That's what I want to bring interest, up here. Which is a little interesting. Um, yes. I don't. Uh, I don't know of too many roll five picks who end up being starting pitchers their year their roll five year, but uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I don't know if this is maybe just building up his arm strength, and then they are going to put him in the bullpen. We'll find out, you know, in a month or so. But yeah, they said they are going to. Or more. They're going to stretch him out and work him like a starting pitcher. So yeah. That's what really intrigued me, and I'm I'm for it. It's interesting. I figured he'd be a bullpen arm, but they say they're going to stretch him out. He pitched three right off the bat. Why not? I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess. You know. I mean, he's hitting 98. <laughs> that was impressive. Off right yeah. off Tommy John. Um, so we'll see how the control works. But it was three innings scoreless. He looked good out there. Apparently. Um. I wonder if they'll keep him in Bradenton this whole time or if they'll like progress him through during his rehab. I'm I'm curious on that too. Well, someone's got to take Contreras' spot in a few weeks, right? So, right. <laughs> or a week. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. They may just keep him in Bradenton just because it's right there next to Pirate City and they've got all the facilities. So they, they may just do that. But I don't know if they'll want to progress him through and get him against better competition the closer he gets to to being ready though too right maybe at least like make that last start and like double or triple a before he comes yeah. over or something yeah, yeah that, that that makes sense a good point it is right by pirate cities they can monitor him much closely because he's looked more as a major league or not like a prospect you know so yeah the major league guys will have eyes on him um cool 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 <laughs> anything else a point you want to bring up not that I can think of right now. Um, yeah, well, new a new week of minor league baseball starting today, so we'll have uh, six more games to talk about next week. There it is. We'll let you guys go then. I guess before we go, just one last thing. We'll talk about much, but uh, Brian Hayes is back. We'll talk about technically prospects. He is back. Uh, yeah. Did have a home run. So June third, baby, it's coming. <laughs> This whole week is going to – it's a little bit over a week still. It's going to feel like forever. Yes. You're going to just see, see highlights of him mashing in AAA this whole week, and it's like, why why is he there? I know. Like, call him up. Like, oh, you, you can't. You actually <laughs> right. can't. Yeah. Can't wait to see how many people don't know that. I'm going to be pissed off. 
Come up, pirates, you idiots. All right, let's get out of here. We'll see you guys later. Have fun watching Contreras. Good luck, Cody Ponds. <laughs> Bye-bye. See ya.